Welcome to Small Talks, where we have small talks about a big God. I'm Crystal Walker. Let's talk. Have you ever gone into the store for one thing and walked out with many things? There are a few stores out there where this is almost a guarantee for me. I mean, I go in with a plan, I just need two things. But other things catch my eye. Am I the only person with this problem? I finally figured out why it's so easy to do more shopping than I've planned to do. Although I went into the store with a plan, there's also someone else with the plan. See, retailers have worked hard through their perfect displays, trendy mannequins, and their blaring sales signs to lure you in so that you will buy and spend more than you planned. This is called subliminal advertising. One expert said the best way to avoid falling victim to subliminal advertising is to go into the store armed and ready to recognize it. See, once you become aware of their subliminal tactics and strategies, you can be on the lookout and dodge their advances and walk out of that store victorious. See, I love the truth that is found in the Bible, that God has a plan for your life. And that's good news. God has a plan for our lives. But here's the bad news. So does Satan. He has a plan too. But how often do we think about the enemy's plan for our lives? We spend a lot of time trying to discover God's plan, but have we considered the plans the enemy may have for us? In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul is talking to the church of Corinth. He asked them to offer forgiveness to someone who offended them. Verse 11 says, So that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan, for we are are not ignorant of his schemes. Another version says, so that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. In this devotional, I want to call the people of God to become familiar with the enemy's plan for their lives. Remember, the enemy is crafty, he's deceptive, so these plans are not gonna be super obvious. They are subliminal. There are a few things I want you to pay close attention to, for it may give you clues about the enemy tactics. I want you to pay close attention to your weaknesses, your wounds, and your worship. Let's talk about your weaknesses. Our enemy is known as a tempter, the one who tempts the believer to sin against God. The devil is more than likely to tempt you in the area of your weakness. I mean, you're only really tempted with things you actually want. For example, if I'm trying to watch how many sweets I eat, I will never be tempted to eat black licorice. I mean, I don't like it, it's a weird candy. But if there's some cheesecake, the temptation is on. See, the enemy knows what you like, how you like it, and when you like it. James chapter 1 verse 14 says, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. See, the enemy has studied you and will exploit your weaknesses. He will dangle before you your weaknesses as bait so that you will sin. As believers, it's good to identify our weaknesses and create a battle plan so that we can have victory over sin. Let's talk about your wounds. As we go through life, we will encounter some hurts, some pains, and ultimately we'll walk away with some wounds. Do you know what your wounds are? Have you lost a loved one? Have you lost a marriage? Have you endured abuse? Have you battled with a disease? Have you suffered consequences from poor choices in life? The enemy wants you to get stuck there. 
but God wants you to grow and heal. See, the enemy wants that thing to break you, but God wants to use it to make you look more like him. Moses had some wounds in his lifetime, and the enemy wanted to use his wounds to keep him bound and disqualify him from being used by God. Well, despite Moses' mistakes and wounds in life, God brought purpose to his pain. He used Moses' passion for his people and developed him into a courageous leader to rescue the Israelites from the hand of the Egyptians. Discover your wounds and don't let the enemy's plans to keep you bound prosper. Lastly, I want you to pay attention to your worship. Exodus 34, 14 says, you must worship no other God. For the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. Our God is a jealous God, not in a petty, insecure way, but God desires to be in an exclusive relationship with you, and he's not willing to share you. In the Bible days, idols competed with God for man's affection. People would literally worship man-made images instead of the true and living God. I'm convinced that there may be some things in our lives that may be competing with God for the number one spot in our hearts. Sometimes the enemy will try in subtle ways to move our worship and affection from God to other things. Is there anything you love more than God? Is it your job, money, promotion, your marriage, or the idea of marriage, children, success? Take care of the idols in your life and you will be one step ahead of the enemy. Remember, God has a plan for your life and so does your enemy. God, help us become more aware of the enemy's schemes and plans for our life. In Jesus' name, amen.